This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Treating older adults in ways that are less fair, otherwise known as age bias, is a widespread problem. As age bias increases, Medicare costs increase while access to senior care drops. If you're healthy and survive, you eventually become an older adult. So it's really strange to see that age bias is so prevalent because we'll be in their shoes someday. Then, there may be a solution to overcrowded hospital emergency rooms, telemedicine, Minor health issues and even some serious conditions can be managed remotely. The total time patients spend in the ER has a reduction by almost 30% with the telemedicine availability. So that is huge. Stay tuned. InfoTrack begins right after this. I want my own website, but I don't know where to start. Start at Pair. Pair offers hosting plans that are perfect for someone who's just starting out. But I'm not really tech savvy. Not to worry. Pair has WordPress hosting packages. What's WordPress? It's web software that even a beginner can use to create a beautiful website. So where do I start? Pair.com? Pair.com. As in, we make a perfect pair. Pair Network's web hosting. Tell your friends. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whittinger. Age bias affects many seniors, as older adults are treated differently and less fairly, simply because of their age. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey has the story. Roy? Thank you, Chris. William Chopik is an assistant professor of psychology at Michigan State University, and he is the author of these two studies. Professor Chopik, your first study examined age bias among several countries, and then your second study actually looked at differences between states here in the U.S. Before we get into the findings, tell us a bit about how you define age bias and why that's so important. Well, age bias is actually way more complicated than people think, but it actually makes a lot of sense when you start to talk a little bit about it. There's a bunch of attitudes you might have towards older adults. So if I say, in general, do you like older adults? How warmly do you feel to them? Those are what are called explicit attitudes. Those are things you can talk about, you have conscious control over. But then there's other forms of age bias that are more implicit and harder to control or override. And those are the kind of associations you hold at a subconscious or unconscious level. So when we talk about age bias, part of it has to do with literally what people say about older adults but then also kind of the things that they associate with older adults as well. I think typically many people would think of age bias as perhaps discrimination towards an older person applying for a job, but what are the other forms that age bias takes? Job discrimination is definitely one of them, but also just how people interact with the healthcare system. So a lot of times healthcare professionals and physicians might discount what older adults are trying to say. So older adults might complain about some sort of pain or physical limitation And then for some physicians, actually, their implicit beliefs about older adults can limit the type of medicine they prescribe, how seriously they take their concerns about their health. But it really runs the gamut to how waiters and waitresses treat them at restaurants, if they're able to find housing, when they're interacting with the government to receive uh, useful services. You know, so really permeates every aspect of their life. So how does the United States compare to other countries in terms of age bias? Not too well, unfortunately. Every country does hold relatively negative beliefs about older adults. There's no country that is universally pro-older adults. I just want to say that. But then within all those other countries, 
It looks like more individualistic cultures. So if you think of the United States, Canada, Australia, UK, some of the sort of Western European nations, they tend to be higher in age bias. So they tend to hold those negative associations. Or when you explicitly ask them, what do you think about older adults? They're less reticent to say negative things. But then when you look at East Asian societies, both in terms of what they say when you ask them, and then also the unconscious associations they hold, it looks like those countries, places like Japan, South Korea, China, they tend to hold more positive attitudes towards older adults. Before we move on to your second study of individual states, was there anything in this first study that you felt really stuck out? Yeah, one interesting indicator of age bias, I told you, you know, there's a few ways you can measure it. You can partially ask people what they think about older adults. There's an associative test where you can test the associations that they have. But then also a really interesting one is asking people how old they feel. So, you know, you have your chronological age, which is your literal age, the current year minus when you were born. But then we ask people, how old do you think you feel? And regardless of how healthy they are or kind of where they live, it looks like that's correlated with how they feel about older adults. So if you have more negative views about older adults, you tend to report feeling younger. So this also comes to when people lie about their age or try to look younger. They oftentimes want to distance themselves from older adults. And one really weird way you see this is when you ask people how old they feel. And if they feel really negatively about older adults, they tend to say a much, much younger age. A little bit of a quirky thing that pops up in terms of how people think about aging. Very interesting. So moving on to your second study, you looked at individual states across the U.S. to see which demonstrated the most bias towards older people and how this bias was associated with health outcomes. What states had the most age bias and what states had the least? Yeah, the one interesting impetus of the study is that we found these cross-cultural differences, but then we realized, hey, even within a country, there's probably really, really dramatic differences from even state to state. So the ones that had the most age bias tended to be those in the southeastern United States. So if you think of Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, Tennessee, South Carolina, those were the states that tended to report the highest age bias. And then as an extension, those states also tended to report worse outcomes for older adults as well. Florida is particularly interesting because there is such a high population of older people. You would think that maybe age bias wouldn't be as much of an issue there. Yeah, that was probably one of the more shocking parts of the study. We thought that, hey, there's this huge retirement community. Just in the southeastern United States in general, snowbirds might go down to Georgia. We also saw Arizona was a little bit higher on the list as well. And we weren't entirely sure why that was the case. We sort of talked about how maybe some of these regions might not always be adequately equipped to deal with influx of older adults, or maybe older adults really change the way a state functions or the interpersonal relationships people have if all of a sudden a greater proportion is older adults. Yeah, that was really, really surprising that a lot of these popular retirement destinations tended to report higher age bias. Interestingly, you also found a connection between higher age bias and higher Medicare costs. Yeah, so we looked at a bunch of different things. Some of it was other survey data based on health and health behavior and how much money a state tends to spend on all sorts of things. And one of the really interesting things is after you control for how many older adults live somewhere, turns out that the amount of money they spend on each individual older adult is higher if that state is also higher in bias. You know, not only do these older adults, are they the subject of age bias, it looks like the way 
the local state government spends money on them might not be a super efficient way, or it's either pretty wasteful, or maybe older adults are sicker, so they need to spend more money per older adult. You know, the exact reasons why aren't really clear, but it looks like as of right now, those states that are most hostile to older adults tend to spend more money on Medicare costs. So as a society, or I guess even as individuals, do you have any advice on what can be done to address this issue of age bias? Yeah, the really fascinating thing about age bias is that, you know, it's one of the only attitudes we hold about a group that, if all of us are lucky, we'll be a part someday. You know, part of it is if you're healthy and survive, you eventually become an older adult. So it's really strange to see that age bias is so prevalent because we'll be in their shoes someday. One thing is that there's been a bunch of interventions to try to reduce age bias, try to get people to associate older adults with positive thinking or highlight the good things about aging. And, you know, we actually don't know what works. So in the meantime, you want to make a pretty age-friendly environment, make it easier for older adults to live places, make things more accessible, especially if people have mobility issues, take a critical look at how older adults are integrated into communities. And then work that our lab is doing is actually looking at different interventions to see, are there ways we can maybe shift around people's beliefs about older adults? So I don't have many recommendations right now, but it looks like the things that have worked are the places that have taken critical eyes to what is the role of older adults in our society and maybe what are some ways we can encourage that. I've wondered if a child has a close relationship with a grandparent, for example, if that influences their attitudes as an adult, or if someone, for example, volunteers in a retirement community, does that make a difference? That's actually what's called the contact hypothesis. So if you have contact with someone from a stigmatized group, you can think of people of color, people with disabilities, you know, people who are historically marginalized. It looks like that reduces bias. So having friends or contacts with people of those groups tends to lower bias. So yeah, it's entirely possible. One potential issue is that we tend to really like the people we're in contact with, but we don't necessarily love strangers that are part of that group. So you can have a perfectly wonderful relationship with your grandparents or be working in the community and really have a connection with someone. But the trouble happens when you need to extend that same empathy and positive thoughts and interactions with a complete stranger that you don't know. So the contact hypothesis looks like it works. Professor William Chopik from Michigan State University, thank you very much for sharing your research with us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, overcrowded ERs may be a thing of the past. That story, coming up. Stick around, there's more InfoTrack straight ahead. <laughs> 